I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And with us today, we got the doctor. Aloha. We've got uh, producer Joe. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. And sound guy Tom. Check one, two, one, two. The doc is all hopped up because he found a new favorite hazy. That's oh, what it I is. Yeah, mm. yeah. So good. Firestone's Mind Haze. I, I had it a long time ago, but it's my new fave. It is good. Excellent. We're going to find out what everyone else is drinking here in a moment. But first, let's get some the business end taken care of. You know, we are friends who love good beer and telling stories, so we turned it into a podcast. Actually, I am going to interject with that. So I'm going to give a, a big shout out right now. Just got this this week from uh, Carl Strauss, and they're doing their, uh, they did a collab. It's I think it's releasing this week. Carl Strauss and Beachwood Brewing up in Long Beach have released uh, Riders on the Storm IPA. Uh, they sent us a couple of to try out. It's a great IPA, I think, like I said, for and especially one that's just nice, very clean, good taste. We've got a very smooth kind of mouthfeel. It's a West Coast IPA. It's got some tropical flora and citrus aromas because it has some Amarillo and mosaic hops. It's brewed with a white wheat. Um, it has a little bit of honey malt. It's a really good beer. And uh, I want to say shout out to Carl Strauss for sending those to us. And you guys should go out and get yourself a can of this. Riders on the Storm IPA. I'm going to have to take your word for it because Brian did not send me any. No, <laughs> despite promises made i have some others i will be bringing them to our, our get together as, as well this weekend and i will share some more with you guys thank you carl strauss yeah. one of our all-time favorites i agree the, kind of the the grandfather of craft beer here in san diego teachers by day beer drinkers by night and we're lucky enough to live in north county san diego california beer mecca within a beer mecca please pour yourself a beer pull up a bar stool and join us. And of course, you can always find and follow us on social media. See pictures from our trip to Utah at I Like Beer the Podcast on Instagram and on the website, I Like Beer the Podcast.com. Uh, we are I Like Beer the Po one and I Like Beer the Ta one on Twitter. And virtually, you can always toast with us on Untapped. Easy to find. Just look for us at I Like Beer the Podcast. And listeners, take a few seconds to give us five stars, leave a comment, share us with a beer drinking friend. That's how we get to expand, bring you more stories, and apparently talent gets more beers from Carl Strauss. That's true. That's how it gets done. That's how it gets done. That is fine by me. As long as he hands them out. Yes, that's right. So we need a beer. We do need a beer. What's everyone drinking? Tom, you brought us some gift packs, so I want to start with you and see what you picked out of your, your beers you brought home. Well, I appreciate the nod, and I'm not sure who I gave this to, but I'm hoping I gave it to at least a couple of you guys. It's Ketos Brewing's Blackberry Sour. Ketos is out of Salt Lake City, and weighing it at, you guessed it, 5%. <laughs> and the interesting thing about this is that I know Talon had mentioned something about strawberries and how many he put into his strawberry beer recently, and he heard that blackberries were the most difficult. Blueberries. Blueberries. But probably okay, blackberries well, as well, but blueberries, yeah. Well, with regards to blackberries anyway, in the little notes here, they say that after letting it sit for 48 hours, they dump in 700 pounds 
of blackberry puree into their batch. So, and no, they're not exaggerating here, they say. But it is a definitely lot of sour. It's a, it's a lot, lot of blackberries. blackberries. Sour Berliner Weiss. It's pretty tasty, if you ask me. So I think, Padre, you're going to like this one. And uh, I know the newly converted uh, talent may actually enjoy it as well. So I actually have one for my second beer tonight, so I'm excited now. I oh, well, there you go. Look at that, that one was something to look forward yeah. to, Joe. That's the one I grabbed right <laughs> Hopefully on. I didn't set the bar too high there. Guys. Well, we'll, yeah, see. we'll see. We'll see. We'll let you know. Yep. Padre, what do you have for your first beer? From Tom's Gift Pack, I'm drinking the Santan, which is actually out of Arizona. Pineapple wheat and... Yes, you guessed it, 5% also. <laughs> it's called Mr. Pineapple from Santan Brewing. And I've been drinking that uh, apricot Hefeweizen, so that's really <laughs> um, informed my palate. So this one's okay. Um, the I one think. from Wasatch? Yeah, the Wasatch yeah. one is so dang good that I'd probably give this a three. And had I maybe had it first, I might rate it higher, but it's it's reasonable. Excellent. Doc? You are still working on that mind haze or are you moved on? Got the mind haze going. I don't want to give it up. I don't want to move on. <laughs> no one will judge you here if you drink that all night. That's true. Yeah. And Talent, what did, what did you open up? So I just finished my uh, Riders on the Storm IPA again. Guys, go check that out. It's it's a great uh, new IPA. But uh, So I've opened up Uanita uh, Brewing Company out of Salt Lake City. And it's the mango golden spike. I think some of you guys had it last week. It's a it's a wheat ale uh, with mango, which right now is for I, Joe and I were talking about this before the podcast. We seem to really be enjoying mango and in in, uh, in wheat or Hefenweizens, and that seems to be a, a, a this is actually it's a really good delicious beer. It's very interesting drinking it right after an IPA because you, know, you you kind of had the heavier kind of it it does have a little citrus feel that that IPA to it but man when you then you go into the fruit and it's like holy cow what a difference so that's that that was kind of interesting just to, but yeah I I think this is a re- they did a really nice job with this beer excellent I have a Four Peaks Brewing out of Arizona their Golden Lager it's a Munich Hellas style so exactly what you expect out of that style light bodied 5.2 percent so i'm the heavy oh, drinker today oh my gosh pace uh, yourself careful careful yeah, light malt just a little bit of that sweetness you get out of that style out of that german malt and uh quite good i'm very happy with it four from me so now we know what we're drinking more road trip beers and we've all got a beer in hand so maestro it's time for toast roast and pour one out Sound guy, Tom, I see you've got a toast today. Yeah, I'm uh, toasting the end of an era. Shouldn't that be a pour? <laughs> well, we'll get to the pour part of this oh, later. Okay. All right. So, but I like the I, energy I, for this toast. Yes, yes. I, All right, I, end of an era. I'm okay. Toasting, end of an era, toasting it. And here I am go. toasting Alex Smith. Oh, the mag He's crush going, is going down. He's going out on his own terms. He announced his retirement the other day. Yeah. And I just wanted to raise a glass for a man who persevered all those years with all those different coaches. Game manager. And and, and he did it well. He did it well. So yeah, game manager. Uh, <laughs> what did he win? He didn't win anything. He's a game manager. I'm gonna I'll give that. He's a, he did a great job, great story, but he was not an elite quarterback. He was a game manager. 
but he's our own. So he's our yeah. own game manager. Helix San High School own. would argue. He won Yeah, Helix, Helix High, School. High School. He did wins for Helix High School. That is true. And he went undefeated at Utah for Urban Meyer. So, uh, but yes, Toasted Alex Smith, great career. Hopefully someday we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. So toast to you, Alex. Cheers. Cheers. And talent, you've got it, you say, for several things. So what do you got lined up for us? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, Ballast Point has been on fire lately. And so I want to just give them a huge shout out for a bunch of stuff that they've done recently. And I'm just going to hit on some highlights here. So first thing that I saw that was uh, super exciting for me uh, as a very novice homebrewer, but they are launching in conjunction with, well, they're one of the big sponsors of this. Um, but it's really San Diego Beer News is who we probably want to give the biggest toast to or shout out. But they're launching San Diego Homebrew Summer. And basically what that means is that they're going to be bringing some of the county's professional and homebrewers together and uh, in, in this program. And basically every week from June through August, a local brewery is going to share a recipe for one of their beers, uh, which they've scaled down to accommodate home brewing equipment. And then they're going to post those recipes on the uh, San Diego Beer News website. Um, with all the notes and information necessary to make those or make a five-gallon all-grain batch, which is really cool. Um, and then they'll give some tips and commentary on how to how to get it there. And then the other thing that's really cool is uh, Ballast Point at, at Home Brew Mart, they're going to be stocking uh, the ingredients and the supplies to make those beers. And we're talking about beers from breweries like Alesmith, obviously that's Ballast Point, cool. Burning Beard, Epic Brewing, Harlan Brewing, Latchkey Brewing, Lost Abbey and, and Port Brewing, McKellar Brewing, Modern Times, North Park, Pure Project, Rulier, and Society. So you're talking about some of the big ones here. How cool is that, that maybe uh, you get a chance to brew your own, you know, Alesmith, uh, Nut Brown, or Sublime Mexican, you know, I don't know what's going to come out. So I'm super excited to see that and see what they kind of release with that. So that was the first thing I saw. I thought it was really cool. And then the second thing, and, and even probably cooler, recently, or, or well, we were in Utah, actually, Padre pitcher and homegrown hero Joe Musgrove. He uh, is a local boy, just like Alex Smith. He threw the first no-hitter in Padres history, if anyone wasn't paying attention. This was April 9th. There have been 8,206 games played by the Padres, and we had never had a no-hitter until that game. Um, and so he threw it against the Texas Rangers. Very cool. So guess what he gets? San Diego's Ballast Point Brewing Company said that he deserves to never pay for a beer in this town again. And he, he was gifted a lifetime supply of beer from any Ballast Point location. No, so that's like pretty that. cool. He, <laughs> cheers talked about Ballast Point. Yeah, cheers to yeah. Ballast And to Joe for the no-hitter. But cheers to Ballast Point for stepping up and saying, hey, man, this does, guy does not yeah. need to pay for any that's beer. Awesome. So, Although, you know what? At $4.5 million a year, which the salary is, I think he can afford to buy his own beer. So, But that's but all right. But right. he shouldn't have to. He shouldn't, shouldn't have, have to. Right? Did you see what our uh, what we put out on social media? I this did morning. see that, and I 100 percent agree with with you, Jeff, because Jeff said I, I'll let you say it. You, you okay. give us the, what you put out there. I replied to Bell's point, saying that they gave a baseball player who uh, who, who did ha you know no hitter. Hats off, you did it. But I asked them if they knew that the ILB hosts, Jeffs and Todd have a combined 80 straight winning seasons of providing stellar instruction as public school teachers. Ooh. Hey, I do not mean to compare that a school teacher is <laughs> anywhere as near as good as a baseball player. Oh, I like but that. But 80 straight winning seasons combined, no losses. And is that worthy of some beer? Hey, and I've never, hit, I've never hit a kid either, so there you go. <laughs> no, yeah. I, well, I've got like no 78 hitter. straight. I, I'm pitching yeah. a no-hitter. You have. You are yeah. pitching a no-hitter. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, quite predictably, they did not reply. So, yeah. but oh, we still love know. them. 
They might be thinking about it. And Kayla does take care of us. She has provided she us, not perhaps sure. not lifetime beer, but she has provided us with beer aplenty. And I did get this really good Carl Strauss Beachwood Brewing collab, uh, Riders on the Storm IPA. So I did feel like a uh, superstar no-hitter pitcher when I got this beer. Yes. Perfect. Any more toast from the team? I thought you had a couple for some fun stuff we had happen this weekend. I do. I did put that somewhere oh, else. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'm sorry. This is a, maybe this is a better <laughs> place it for is. it. So, yes. And and Tom can work his magic. You know, I've got a toast. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. Where else were you going to put it? <laughs> I just had it after TRP. Oh, okay. I, all right. I've got it. But here okay. we go. Here we go. I got a couple oh, toasts. Great. I'm excited. Ha- yeah, fantastic. Talent and I had a chance to meet with Corbin from Tap Truck USA at a recent fundraising event. Even though he didn't know how many winning seasons we had, he just gave us a free beer because he's an awesome guy. He is an awesome guy. So that was fantastic to meet up with him. And we we plan on sitting down with Tap Truck USA team and hearing their story soon. And while we were doing that, we met a new listener, Jeff Schaefer. Nice guy, as you'd expect. He recognized us. Is that getting old talent, getting recognized everywhere you know, we go? It actually isn't yet. Um, I, I, As I said to the uh, people who are asking me that, I said it, it just gets old when people start having us sign the body parts. I don't know. We probably need to start drawing a line at a certain <laughs> point. But you know what? It's what the fans want right now, so we kind of go with it. Sure. I did draw a line at my yeah. waist. Yeah. Waist there up. Go. I was very specific with Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> That's another podcast. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Rust Just kidding there. And... <laughs> and too much information. Yeah. <laughs> well, so toast to Tap Truck USA and Corbin and Jeff Schaefer for listening. Brand new listener. Uh, he had listened to two episodes and they were the right two episodes. Yeah. Our 100th episode and our Brian Ketter, our most popular episode, were the two he'd listened to. Our American Hero episode. Awesome. And now we're on to Rose. Or let me say that again. And now we're on to Rose. Oh, okay. Is that for me? Yes. That's nice. Okay. So I've kind of took this one. I was looking around for stuff. I mean, obviously, I was very positive today, and I was trying to stay positive. But I feel like I know you guys, we've talked about this many times. We're kind of getting over this whole virtual, you know, Zoom meeting, Google Meet, whatever you're using. And if you looked at some of the stories that came out this week, you can see that maybe we are getting way too comfortable with this. And it's really, we probably need to start asking ourselves how much longer. If you're not sure what I'm referencing, uh, first, the story came from Brazil, where a student who is studying to be a therapist uh, forgot to turn her video camera off during her class, and she began having sex in front of the whole class. Oh, whoops. Whoops. Yeah, whoops. Uh, It's a big whoops. Uh, I don't know how you... Is that wrong? Do they frown on that? Yeah, you know, so anyway. Did she really forget? Yeah. I don't know. In Brazil, that's a good question. But I saw that when I went, wow, okay. And then this one comes up in Canada, the Great White North up there. A Canadian MP, which is a member of parliament, so this would be like a congressman up there, William Amos, he was caught 100% naked on a Zoom call during a parliamentary session. And actually, I saw like the screenshot of it and he's fully buck naked. There's a little screenshot right in front of the nether region. So you couldn't, or there was something there, you couldn't see it. But he apparently has been a member of the parliament there serving the Quebec district uh, since 2015. And he appeared to all of his House of Commons colleagues completely naked 
Uh, and he was just including his member, including his member. <laughs> and, and the best part, though, he's just standing in between the Quebec and the Canadian flag. So it was a very patriotic shot. Hey, um, that's fair but then. here's here's the reason why this was his, his apology is he apologized and he claimed that he had just gotten back from jogging and was changing and had accidentally left his camera on. So it seems plausible. Oh, yeah, I see. it seems plausible. Yeah. Well, if you were jogging. Yes. I agree. In the middle of the meeting. <laughs> and, and now and now he's his Amos. Now he's famous he Amos. He famous Amos. <laughs> so anyway, so I'm, just, I'm roasting people. Guys, you know what? Uh, while we are still in this virtual environment, you know, again, proper protocols are still in, in order. And just, hey, turn your camera off, man. Turn your camera off. Yeah. That's all you need to do. Turn your camera off. You do you. But don't do your partner. <laughs> well, if, if the camera's on, <laughs> if the camera's, if the on, camera's right. on, that's yeah. fair. You know, that the, they used to have that thing. And when the lights go out, now it's when the camera's off. It's, it's pretty much the same. Yeah, there you go. Same thing. Same, same. And we're moving on to pores. Sound guy Tom's got some pores or a pore. I can't tell. Well, it, it's a two part. So the first one is to the Washington football team for releasing <laughs> earlier mentioned hometown hero Alex Smith. What happened to leaving on his yeah, own? Yeah, I thought terms? he left on his own terms. No way, well, yeah, he had been released earlier this year, oh. as you know. Okay, all right. So, but he's retiring on his oh. own terms. That's so what? Okay, exp- keep going. I'm gonna listen. Tom, Tom, I want to. Tom, do you have like an, an Alex Smith calendar at home, <laughs> like? He has an Alex Smith body yes, pillow. I yes, saw. I, I, no, I, I, I think it's. I think it's Alex. <laughs> hey, you Smith. weren't supposed to see that body. Was my, yeah. my camera yes. on? <laughs> That's exactly it. This is getting weird, Tom. Getting yeah. freaking weird. All right, let's keep it going. Let's hear what else. I got to hear the rest of this one. So I wanted to pour one out for the Washington football team and the rest of the NFL for not picking up the comeback player of the year. This is a guy who has a slew of records and a boatload of awards. He's taken every team he's ever played for to the playoffs at least once, if not multiple times. He's one of the toughest-minded people that the league has ever seen, you know, case in point, comeback player of the year from the injury that he had. And he's left a noticeable impact on every franchise he's ever led. And you can ask Patrick Mahomes about that and the impact that he left. Yeah, they him. won the Super Bowl after so, he left. Well, but Alex Alex Smith <laughs> did he get a bar. ring? Did they give Alex a ring for that one? <laughs> not wow! You're you're taking you're taking the homeboy hero. I'm down. not taking that, him down. I just didn't sad. know when we became. No, the, you are. are you're taking him down. I'm calling you out. I'm calling you out. You're taking him down. You're setting him up. And you're taking like I said. I think it's a great story, but uh, but I just think I'm like, wow, are we getting some money from Alex Smith for for blowing him up? Tom's wife is jealous of Alex. Uh, of his infatuation with Alex. That's cool. And I'm you're pouring one out on the man. NFL. He is handsome. I'm pouring one out for the NFL and it's the over. Washington you're, football you're team, like I said earlier. Because they couldn't. I got it. And how can nobody in the NFL pick up this guy? Point. This wonderful blue-eyed dream. Yeah. A lot of. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to kind of cut this, but a lot of people said the same thing about Colin Kaepernick, and we never. <laughs> I mean, that was before our time as a podcast. But I mean, really, if we're going to go into, we probably should cut that part. <laughs> How does Kaepernick have not have a job? I agree. With, what the quarterback play we saw this year? Right, I agree. We we said that earlier. We actually yeah, we said it that. Is it's crazy. It's crazy. It's, cra- it's crazy. That's what I'm saying. That's what you just don't understand. I, I'm done. I'm done. Alex, uh, I find I'm it. Here's, I'm here's so, what I'm. Gonna, so are, are you not out, watching? Pouring out is, uh, is. So you're not uh, watching the NFL. This, he said he's this not watching season. it until Alex 
comeback player of the year gets it again this year because some he's going to be sitting on his couch. Some team's going to need him halfway through the season. They're going to contact I'll, him and he'll come back. This is horrible. And I like Alex Smith. I, I'm on record about that. But he's going to get a call before Kaepernick does. Most likely. Right? Yeah. Right. He'll become an, right. an analyst. Or is that analyst? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Those are two different things. Both should. One's done with a camera off. <laughs> not always. Not always. Uh, you're not supposed to make jokes like that when I'm in the middle of drinking. <laughs> I almost need to call 911 over here. And then I wanted to, to pour one out for Drew Brees, former San Diego Charger, as well as Philip Rivers. Both of them announced retirements recently as well. And so toast to them and pour one out at the same time. Good luck to all three of those men in their next life. I think life. they'll be okay. They're going to make it. I think those kids are going to be all right. Okay. They're going to have to they pay can, for their own beer, though. Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They did not throw a yeah. no-hitter, so they will pay for their own beer. I agree. <laughs> All right. Right. Actually, I don't think Drew Brees probably pays for any beers in, yeah, in New Orleans. True. I don't think he in does. New Orleans. No. That's yeah. probably true. Yeah. Quick pour one out to friend of the show, Longship Brewing in San Diego. Their last day of operation will be April 30th. The pandemic takes down another fun, good brewery in our in our hometown here. So best wishes to Dan Jakimovich and the team over there at Longship Brewery. Uh, good people. A voyage on, which is their motto. Who do you say? Skull. I was... say Vikings. Skull. Right. Skull. Yeah. yeah. Skull. Some good beers there. Yeah. Listeners, some good beers. Sad to hear that. Um, so, but best of luck to them and whatever they're doing next. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Toast Roast. Pour one out. Do you think it might not be a bad idea at some point? Like, I mean, if people actually listen to us, that we do a T-shirt at some point with Alex Smith's face on it. Yeah. <laughs> Next to a goat. Yeah, yeah a good goat will do. Yeah. No, I think that. <laughs> I just think I keep. Yes, at some point. At some point. Hilarious. Uh, be hilarious. Okay, that's it. Is that joke appropriate for uh, the podcast? The analyst. Analyst. No, I no, think no. we do a shirt with that. I think no, that's the, hilarious the, too. The good goat will do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're going to have to tell that because I, yeah, yeah, I, we, we are definitely doing a shirt. The, the I'm yeah. going to make a shirt. One of the first shirts I make is going to have a goat and it's just going to say a good goat will do that. And that's yeah, it. Yeah. And it's going to be, I like we're the podcast. That's a good one. That's oh, it's perfect. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut that in, but I just, I keep, okay. I have a list, a running list. I of think it should be a make. body pillow. I should, yeah. I think it should be yeah. a body pillow with, with Alex Smith's yeah. form on it. There you go. 100%. I'd put it on it. my list. I put it on my list. Right here, here. It's on my list. Hold on. I, got, I already got. I've got right now. A good goat will do that. Stay in your lane. It's three o'clock somewhere. I thought we'd do a shirt that just says "Toast Roast and Pour." And now I'm just going to put Alex Smith. I want one of the rooster, Maurice. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah, look, Maurice. look to the sunrise. Well, and you know what? Since we're talking about that, what was the goat? Oh, that's what we need. The goat. That's the mayor. Clay, the uh, Clay Henry Jr. Yeah, Clay Henry Jr. Sorry about this. I didn't I mean, need just this. put a good goat. And that one that. should say, good goat yeah, will good do that. Good goat will do that. Yeah, that's perfect. right. I think that's perfect. And it should just him with the beer bottle. Good goat will do that. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. So, yeah, all right. Clay Henry Jr. Okay. Sorry. So when we met Jeff Schaefer this last Sunday, he noted the educational quality of our podcast which is going to bring us up to one of our favorite episodes, but I think you're going to need to wet your whistle first. So 
Let's grab another beer, boys. All right. And I'm going to start us off with one of Tom's gifts, another Santan Brewing Company, the Devil's Ale American Pale Ale, which I which I have been oh, looking. Look oh, Tom's that. Tom's going the same there one. Let's go. taste. Let's taste this. Great up. minds think alike. Right. And Todd, are you moving away from the mind haze? I am. I am just for a little variety. Okay. Trying to get some clarity. We are uh, we are moving. We actually drove through Arizona, and another gift from Tom. It's from that brewery in Arizona. It's uh, Arizona Trail Ale. This pale ale pours perfectly. Look at I can I realize I'm just showing the guys on the team, but you'll have to take my word for it, listeners. Oh, it pours what lovely. Perfect pour. Yeah, that is perfect. The other one, nice the other one is delicious. It was. It splattered all over the computer. I was wondering if we're gonna have sparks and smoke. <laughs> it was cocked and loaded. That's quite good. That's really good. That's like a pale ale should taste. Nice. What do you think, Tom? You're you're the Sierra Nevada guy. What do you think? I was just going to say it's not Sierra Nevada. But it's, I think it's pretty but darn it, good, it, though. It, it's pretty good. No, oh, okay. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't send it back. Let's Ooh, put it that way. Yeah. No. 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 Have you ever sent back a beer? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Uh, no, not that okay. I can recall. I'm just kind of get that. So when so when you're evaluating so maybe beers and you make that comment, term, I want to know yeah. where to put that evaluation. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't <laughs> right. doesn't actually show a bar of measure. I think it's pretty good. I'll, I'll give as it warms up. I'll have probably have a more tasting notes on it. But it's right. everything a pale ale should be, and it's it's like a pale ale from the early '90s. It says it's got Cascade, Centennial, and Simcoe hops mm-hmm. blended all together. And they are blended. They're not jumping out like an IPA at all. They're quite mild. Blended. That was the right word. They know what yeah. they're doing. They put it on the can. Hey, Talent, what are you drinking? I think Joe and I are drinking the same thing, right? Uh, we're we following are, yeah. Tom and we're doing that Keto's Blackberry Sour. Tom, how many uh, blackberries did they use? 700. 700. Yeah, you can. It's, 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 I don't know, Joe. What do you think? I, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's very oh, good, yeah. very tart. Oh, man, I need to go look in the fridge see if I got yeah, one of those. Yeah, it's really good. My you know, what I like watering. about it. It's got it's got the sour, but it's not overwhelming. It's not too like it. it it's got a nice back end of it in terms of kind of smooths out, pretty balanced. Uh, it reminds me a lot of what's the one, the Alesmith um, Forgeberry, or like a Glitz and Glam. It's kind of got that same quality quality Kinda. of taste to it. It's it's really good. They did a really nice job with this one. I am looking forward to trying that too. Yes, you will like it. It is tasty. It's jammy. Now that we have a beer, back by popular demand, our homage to Cliff Clavin, I bet you didn't know. Well, what I can't fathom is how one can drink ice-cold beer in freezing weather. Cliff, explanation, please. Now, how do you know he has one? Five bucks says he does, ten says it's a doozy. (laughs) That never gets old. It still makes me smile. It's spring, it's baseball season, and that will set the stage for this I Bet You Didn't Know. Actually, let me start this way. This is going to be an I Bet You Think You Know episode. I Bet You Think You Know who was the first black man to integrate professional baseball. I think I know. You think you know. Jackie Robinson. But now I'm going to say that that's probably not true. Yeah, right. Number 42, right? The legendary Jackie Robinson celebrated every April 15th, and rightly so, because Jackie Robinson is the man. Right? And you think you know. You think you know. And that has been. (laughs) No, no, wait, I got more. (laughs) We've been doing this podcast for closing in on two years. So 
I've sort of been wondering when will the educational nature of what we do here cross lines with my day job as an educator. And today's, I bet you didn't know, comes right out of one of my teaching units from my classroom. Uh, So a unit I teach on Jackie Robinson and Branch Rickey. Personally, I think Jackie and Branch Rickey are American heroes in a very real sense. Makes me it makes it really hard for me to truly hate the Dodgers because <laughs> they always have that one redeeming historical moment. You know, it's just one, but it's a pretty big one. Good point. But Jackie was not the first man to cross the color line in professional baseball. He was the fourth. Yep. I bet you didn't know that those honors belong to one Moses Fleetwood Walker, known as Fleet. I've said on the podcast before, baseball history is the best history not always the best in a moral or ethical sense, but it's rich. It's intriguing. It's enlightening, full of sordid people and amazing stories. Robinson gets the credit for breaking the color barrier. Walker did it first. Any guesses how much earlier than Robinson and his 1947 debut? 10 years. 10 years. Okay. That's an excellent guess. 20. Oh, 20. Any other guesses? One day. One day. You get like the price is right. One dollar. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Talent, give me a guess. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to go big on this. You said 1947. I'm going to say he did it uh, around the turn of the century. He did it 63 years earlier. Wow. Ooh, I was close. One day. One day. Yeah. <laughs> You're on the wrong end. Yeah. Yeah. Moses Fleetwood Walker, hell of a name, by yeah, the way, great name. Uh, was a University of Michigan grad. Played for the Toronto Blue Stockings in 1884. Wow. So there you are. There you uh, there's actually a player before him, a former slave actually, named William Edward White, who played for the Providence Grays in 1879 in one game. He just played one game. That still counts, though. It does. But William Edward White was so light-skinned, he passed for white and never told anyone he was black until after his playing days, or I guess in this case, playing day, was over. So we're going to skip over William Edward White, mostly because I could find nothing about him, to get to Moses Fleetwood Walker, the first black man to openly play professional baseball, 1884. Think of that, less than 20 years after the Civil War ends. That is, right? Maybe less surprising is it didn't end well, (laughs) which is probably why it's been buried in the, buried in our history books, right? Uh, professional baseball began officially with the National Association of Professional Baseball, 1871, just eight years after that color barrier was broken by William Edward White. Even if it was on the sly, it was broken way back then. So back to Walker. Fleetwood, Fleet, we'll just John call him Fleet. Fleet. Yeah, that's what his friends yeah. called him. We'll keep it simple. Yep. <laughs> of which he had many outside of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> First to openly play as black. He was a catcher. A catcher in the late 1800s didn't wear a glove. Oh, boy. Oh. Nobody did. No, nobody wore right. gloves. On May 1st, 1884, Walker took the field against the Louisville Eclipse in the brand new American Association Baseball League, which would later become the American League. It was not the day Hollywood films are made of. The Eclipse players refused to take the field against a black man, so Walker was benched. His replacement broke his hand in the first inning. So Walker was back, put back in uh, rough day for fleet hitless and four at bats, four errors. Another version of the story says the eclipse again, left the field and Walker was again benched, but either way, it was a sucky outing like Robinson six decades later, 
fleet faces a constant deluge of racial slurs, death threats, <laughs> even from his own teammates. Uh, the moment he took the field, he ended up hitting 264, which was very high for that time period because it was all dominated by pitching. And his brother, Weldy, who would be the second or third, depending on how you're counting him, uh, black man to come up, played next year for the Blue Stockings. So his name was Weldy Wilberforce Walker. Ooh, nice. Kind of makes me want to have more children, a Fleetwood and a Wilberforce. Yeah. So a little sampling of the BS Walker went through. Uh, when the team went to Richmond, Virginia, the team manager, a whole named uh, Charlie Morton, received a letter saying that Virginians would sick a 75-man mob on Walker if he dared step on the field. One player in particular led the vitriol against uh, Walker. His name is Cap Anson, and if you're a baseball yeah. history buff, you know the name Cap Anson. Anson yeah. right? Elected the Hall of Fame in 1939, seven years before Jackie Robinson enters the big leagues. Go figure. Anson played 27 consecutive years of professional baseball. That's a beer for life career. If he wasn't such a jerk in his personal life, (laughs) probably the first to reach 3000 hits. Uh, He's legendary in baseball lore, but in our historical whitewashing, we overlooked that he was integral and even led the charge in making sure that racial segregation was maintained in baseball for decades. He had a very loud voice and players and owners followed his lead. So Walker didn't just take heat from the fans. Like I said, his own teammates were brutal to him. Tony Mullane, a starting pitcher with the Blue Stockings, said Walker was absolutely the best catcher he'd ever played with. But since he hated African-Americans, not the word he used, he refused to look at the signs Walker put down and often threw him the opposite of what he called for. And remember, Walker had to deal these errant pitches barehanded and all wild pit. You're right. And wild pitches were all, were all scored against the catcher as an error. Hmm. What a dick. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> exactly. In the words of Spicoli. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> Injuries to catchers very common. Not surprising if you don't get to wear gloves. Right. And he suffered a lot of them, including broken ribs and fingers. So they moved him to the outfield. By 1889, Walker's chased out of baseball. And the major leagues unofficially banned all black players, mostly thanks to Cap Anson pushing the vote to enforce segregation. After baseball, Walker's life, a lot of trauma. He never really recovered from the hell he lived through as a baseball player. He suffered from depression, from mental health issues. Although he still was a pretty amazing man after baseball, he was released from the Toronto Blue Stockings. He worked as a postman, an inventor, a civil rights activist, an editor, managed an opera house, published essays, and wrote a book on race relations. Still pretty solid. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty amazing. <laughs> that's that's a good. That's a solid that's, resume. That's a solid resume. In the 1890s, he was charged with second degree murder after oh. stabbing a man at leaving a bar. Uh, he was attacked by a group of white men, struck by rocks and bricks, and he pulled a pocket knife and stabbed a stabbed a guy. In. An all white jury acquitted him, wow. recognizing his actions as self defense. Wow, I know, you know that's surpri- it was super <laughs> sad that yeah. that surprised me. But good to hear. Yes, it was. <laughs> but good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> hope. There's always hope. Yeah. Uh, Moses Fleetwood Walker would be the last black man to play professional baseball until Jackie Robinson. Robinson said, life is not important except in the impact it has on others' lives. And I imagine number 42 understood the impact Fleet Walker had on his 
legacy and opportunity. And of course, Jackie impacted us all. We celebrate Jackie Robinson because our culture got that right eventually. So history has put Jackie on a pedestal, which he deserves. But we bury the story of Moses Fleet Walker because the damage done to this man, the injustices were not set right, not in his playing days and not in his life. In fact, it's a challenge I give to my own students to look him up, go find information on him on the official baseball sites. Not a, Good luck. Yeah, that's sad. Erased, and if not erased, buried deep. So I want to give a quick shout out to author David Zhang, whose book about Fleet Walker, Divided Heart, uh, tells his story and kind of puts Walker in the place he deserves, both in baseball and American history. That's all I got for this edition of And Now You Know. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. Did you guys have a hunch that Robinson wasn't the first? Well, only after you told us, but... That's a great story. <laughs> and I think what yeah. makes it even more monumental is when you talk about the time frame, right? Like, like yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that is that's crazy, crazy when you think about, like you say, he's going into Virginia, you know, not too long after the civil war is over into the South. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty amazing. And then a guy like Cap Anson yeah. uh, shuts down integration for 60 years afterward. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> crazy. That is. Well, I hope you enjoyed the story and I hope you learned a a thing or two. Very interesting. Yes. Very educational, Jeff. Thank you. So, Doc, how's your Elvis coming? Because I'm looking forward to seeing you on stage at Five Suits Brewing soon. Oh, oh yeah. It's coming along. Well, mama, mama. (laughs) (laughs) I know we got to wait till till the world opens up and hopefully that's sooner than later. We're getting close. June 15th. Oh, it's going to be epic. It's going to be epic. What do you have to hold us over until then? Got a little BNB. Welcome to Beer Not a Beer. It's that time again where I'm going to list four beers. Three are real beers. One is not a beer. Your challenge, ladies and gentlemen, is to find the beer I made up the one that is not a real beer. I pulled out of the stratosphere. And this month, we are celebrating Mama's, well, actually April and May, Mama Earth and Mommy's Day coming up. We are a a mother uh, appreciating podcast, our moms and our wives who are awesome moms. So we're going to shout out to moms. All of these beers, mom theme. Are we ready? Beer number one is... (laughs) here we go beer number one is just a shout out to joe's mama joe mama's milk here we go joe mama's milk that's a stout beer number two is a shout out to tom's mom is your mom's chest hair beer number three oh wait whoa (laughs) beer number three is every great mom says the F word. <laughs> and beer number four is, don't worry, my mom said it's cool. Here we go. Beer number one, Joe Mama's Milk. Number two, your mom's chest hair. Three, every great mom says the F word. And four, don't worry, my mom said it's cool. Which beer is not a beer? Producer hmm. Joe. Boy, those all sound like beers you made up. <laughs>
I'll go with don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy, which is really, don't worry, my mom said it's cool. All right, Tom. Uh, I'm with Padre on that one. I think you made every single one of these up. But just to show you, I'm going to say your mom's chest hair. (laughs) (laughs) Mommy doesn't have chest hair. (laughs) All right, Influencer Jeff. I've been so bad at this lately, so I'm going to go with the only one I think is a beer. That uh, makes no sense logically, but what the hell. I'm going with Joe Mama's Milk. Joe Mama's Milk. All right, and talent. I, You know what? 100% agree with Jeff. I had picked Joe Mama's Milk as well. Joe Mama's Milk. It's the only one that uh, sounds like a beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Well, ready? I'm going to make this fast. Don't worry. My mom said it's cool is a beer. Your mom's chest hair is a beer. So we're now down to beer number one and beer number three. Now, beer number one, Joe Mama's Milk, and beer number three, every great mom says the F word. Beer number one, Joe Mama's Milk, really is a beer. The beer I made up. Did you guys get it? Beer number three, every great mom says the F word. Uh, Every great mom does not say the F word word. is the beer. Okay. So that was a tribute to our mothers. Join us next time for Beer or Not a Beer. Thank you, Doc. Stumped us. I think I need to get back around a table so I can look you in the eye when you're saying yeah, 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 that. Yeah, I, might, right. I don't like know that I've got poker. Put a little yeah. poker face. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and thank you, listeners, for spending the hour with us. Make sure you stop by our website, follow us on social media, and share our podcast with your beer drinking friends. We'd love to keep chatting, but right now, we got to run. B double E double R U N, beer run. B double E double R U N, beer run. All we need is a 10 and a 5 or a car and a key and a sober driver. B double E double R U N, beer run.